Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spirit Seeker Hour. Spirit Seeker Hour is your chance to delve into the world of your inner spirit. The Spirit Seeker Hour is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Go to www.spiritseeker.com to find out more. And now, here's Cindy Meyer. Hello and welcome. And yes, this is Cindy Meyer and... It is just a delight for me to work with this radio show and and the magazine. I must mention Spirit Seeker magazine. I've been publishing it for 18 years, and in that 18 years worth of meeting people and reading about all of the different books that have come onto the planet in that time, and you know, we posted holistic conferences. We've done 28 since 1996, and then now we are a sponsor of many. Um, of the different conferences that are happening throughout the U.S. And I say U.S. because we started in St. Louis, migrated to Kansas City, Arkansas, Chicago, but now we're in Seattle, and then we're supporting conferences in Indiana. And um, you will find us in the next couple months at the Healthy Pet Expos. This is our new thing. We are a national sponsor of the Healthy Pet Expos um, because we feel that our little, you know, four-legged friends and um, and other friends, you know, not just the four-leggeds, but mainly the four-leggeds. Um, so we're working with horses, we're working with dogs, we're working with cats, and we are working with the Healthy Pet Expos. So you will see more and more articles on how to keep your pets healthy. Some of the other new directions that we are going in um, is just the fact that, you know, we're expanding our online readership. And so we know that a lot of people are much more green conscious and they are reading things online. So we would like to let you know when the new magazine is online. Um, We would like to let you know when there are different events happening. Um, There's so many, like we were, you know, a member, you know, a sponsor of Bhakti Fest. We're a sponsor of Serendipity Fest. Um, We're a sponsor of the Veggie Fest and then now the Healthy uh, dog, you know, pet expos, but we're, we're, we have our ear to the ground. We, um, anything that's helping make the world a better place, we are finding our way to it, and then we let our readers um, uh, know about it. So we're grateful for our advertisers, we're grateful for our readers, and we're just grateful for all the people, the angels, and all the cities that help make it possible, because sometimes we'll have, we'll be at events in four cities, and Sydney Myers and St. Louis just you know, supporting everybody and making sure they have all the materials to do the booths, and I'm, I'm just incredibly grateful. So we are going to um, uh, do a couple more announcements, and then I am the guest today. Uh, I'll be talking about feng shui, which is one of my passions, and I also study vastu, which is the Hindu form of energy movement and placement. Um, so the last commercial is as follows. Uh, actually, there's two. One is if you want to be added to our email list, please send an email to info at spiritseeker.com, and then we will let you know uh, we have a weekly email newsletter in addition to our monthly magazine. Um, the July issue is online, and you can read that at spiritseeker.com. Just click on the wonderful cover of Ganesha, the Hindu um uh, God remover of obstacles and so he puts you like he just clears things and opens the flow for you um, unless you're on the wrong path and then he'll throw a roadblock up and it will happen so fast you're like what happened but most of the time he's working with the energy of getting you moving and moving forward okay so send an email to info at spiritseeker.com and we will add you to our sacrosanct weekly email newsletter the other thing I want to mention is that um you can find your way to the Cindy Meyer site through the Spirit Seeker site, but the Cindy Meyer site is C-Y-N-D-E-M-E-Y-E-R.com. I do uh, long-distance uh, and remote uh, feng shui 
consultations and space clearings. I do long distance and remote Reiki and other, I'm a sound healer, so I combine Reiki with sound healing. Um, I also do life coaching. Um, life coaching would be if you wanted to uh, work with me for an, uh, an, a certain period of time. Most people work with me for three months, um, and we have I have packages to support that. That's when someone really is ready to go to the next level. Um, but I also do one-time uh, consultations, which are considered more of a reading. And most people liken my readings to um, that of a spiritual tune-up. So that's what Cindy Meyer does. And my most recent thing is that I have become a real estate agent, and that is, you know, of course, in St. Louis. But um, but I do do consultations long distance when a house will not sell. I can tune into the frequency. Perhaps there's been a divorce. Perhaps there's been an illness. I can remotely clear the house. I can look at pictures and help um, with furniture movement, with you know, working with the entry to the home to shift the energy and get the house sold, if that's the intention. Um, or if a house just feels stuck and the people feel stuck, I know how to how to do that. So those are my gifts, and um, and I love everything that I do. And you know, there it is. No two days are the same. So we have been. Um, this is the third month that we are talking about feng shui, uh, and we will do this for nine months, and we'll cover all areas of the feng shui bagua, our grid. So today we are discussing the career area. So if you were to draw on a sheet of paper a tic-tac-toe grid with the front three squares um, where we're working today, the, the middle front square is called the career, and this is the north um, facing, um, you know, we call this the north. This is the front of the house. The back of the house is south. So that middle square is called career. And um, the career area, so you're facing your house, and that's like the middle middle section. Now, some most, most Western homes, that is the entry to the home, but of course there are always exceptions to the rule. Um, but in most cases, and that's, this is how I'm going to teach this for now, um, it is the entryway to the home. And then if you have questions, you can press 1, and I will take your questions, or, um, or you can... Um, always email me for questions for an upcoming show. I don't mind. If so, if I don't address it in that show, I'll address it at the front end of the next show. Okay, so the north area or the career area is ruled by water. And um, it is a really good time to make changes since we are in cancer, the sun sign of cancer. And sun, the sun sign of cancer is ruled by water and um, emotions. So the, the, the life area connected to the North Bagua area of your home is your career or your path in life. So it is re- recommended to always reflect at least in some of your North um, the energy desired in your career. So it's, it's a good time to do a reevaluation, to look at your life purpose. Are you on track with your career? Are you where you want to be? Do you want to make changes? Um, and if so, what would that look like? So for me, with with my life, getting the real estate license was just really important. I I've always loved homes. My father was a home builder, and um, you know I've just been around houses, you know, a good part of my life with a fascination. Like, you know, seeing floor plans and a lot with feng shui, I will analyze floor plans um, before building starts or renovation starts or remodel starts and um, and so I can I potentially analyze those floor plans to see whoa wait a minute you don't have a relationship corner or you don't have your wealth corner it's outside so what can we do perhaps to change this so we analyze all of all nine areas and then we look at the five areas that are ruled by um, the the elements of fire water earth um, uh, metal and wood and then within all nine areas we balance those five elements so it's not like you just kind of like move pieces like parcheesi or something and say okay we're going to move this here and that's it no we move every single thing with consciousness so um, since the north area is ruled by water um, mirrors are reflecting pools. They reflect back to us. So a big mirror, ideally round or oval, in a metal frame. Um, the metal feng shui element nourishes water. So you know when you look at the, you know the the, the metal and water have a nourishing um, relationship. So 
if you were to go with a big mirror, putting it in a metal frame would be best. And um, images in black and white of people you admire in your professional field or in the field you would like to explore as a future career because this is ruled, the, the colors for the career area are black um, and in deep blue, not like a sky blue, but more of a deep blue. And the whole thing that you want to think about with this water element in your career career area is um, the uh, the water. Many oppor- new opportunities are flowing to me. My career has depth and um, and and you know, there is movement in my career. So you consider, you know, you envision depth in your career, um, and you actually envision. Um, you know, these opportunities coming your way. So in my career area, I have a beautiful fountain that even though it's very hot, it was 100 degrees yesterday and my window was closed, so I can't really hear my fountain unless I'm outside, I can see my fountain in constant movement each and every day. So, but as anyone comes to my home, they are hearing the water element. And I used to have a different fountain that was right on the front porch, Um, but you know, this one is fabulous. It's where I can see it and I can envision hearing it and when I look at it, I just, you know, know opportunities are coming my way. In addition, on my um, front porch, I have wind chimes. The wind chimes are, um, are metal because of the metal nourishing the water. And so I have the wind chimes that um, are constantly in movement. And whenever I hear the wind chimes, it's not just like, oh, isn't that nice? There go the wind chimes. No, they're there with intention. And so when I hear the wind chimes, especially when they're going really clang, 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 which happens, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is fabulous. New opportunities coming my way. All right, so the images in black and white, I do want to touch back on that. You can use pictures of water. You can, um, But the reason they suggest uh, people that you admire in your professional field or in the field in which you would like to explore as a future career is that that brings the energy of that person um, into into the um, the realm. Now, what I have just recently moved into my career area art, art-wise is um, a picture of Sagittarius and the, the picture is blue and black. It's an Erte painting from the astrology series. And it has a person, half horse, half man, which is Sagittarius, with the arrow pointing straight upward, shooting star, so to speak, aiming for what, um, for what they desire. So I have put that in my career area with the intention of the blue and the black and the frame is black of, of really going for what it is that I desire in my career. So I look at that several times a day, and I just think, yes, I am clear, I am focused, you know, I am, I am aiming for what it is that I truly desire. Now, another thing um, to add to your career area would be to add lights. Lights are very good for um, any area of the Bagua because they bring energy. Um, so you can go for any size lighting when using them as a feng shui cure, but um, you want to make sure the size, look, and overall design of your light fixture works well with the design of your room and it fits in harmoniously with your surroundings. So oftentimes when, um, when I need help with a project or if I need help with something in my career, um, I will leave the light on intentionally in that area when I go to bed at night knowing that the helper is going to show up for me to help me in career. Now, helpful people in travel is the area, like when you're looking at your front row of your tic-tac-toe bagua, you've got the career in the middle. If you go to the far right, which would be the northwest, um, that is the helpful people in travel corner. And I just want to tell you a little story. So as a general rule, when you need a helpful person to help you with a project or help in your life or you want to attract the perfect um, buyer for your home, etc., you would get a red folder and you would put on a sheet of paper, I, um, your name, now attract the perfect buyer for the property located at la 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 and they pay what I'm asking or more and they love the house. And then you sign it, date it, and there it goes in that red folder. Or if you don't, if you, if you have been downsized or your job was eliminated and you're looking for a job, then what you would do is I, your name, now manifest the perfect right livelihood that pays 
pays me well, and I and, uh, am so grateful for this opportunity. You, uh, I'm willing to receive this or something greater. Sign and date it. Put it in the red folder. So I was teaching the six-week basic feng shui class, and one of the ladies in the class is my husband got laid off, downsized almost three years ago, and he is so discouraged. He's been on so many job interviews and la, 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 la. So, which, you know, we, we all know if it's not close to us, we know someone who's had this experience with um, the way things have been in the U.S. the last few years. So she um, she went home, and I told her the red folder cure for the helpful people in travel. I said, just put it there, and he'll you'll attract the perfect helpful person um, that will, you know, help him get a new job. She came into class a week later, and she said, I don't know if I did this right. I couldn't remember if I was supposed to put it in the helpful people or if I was supposed to put it in the career. So I put it in the career, but I put the sheet that my husband now attracts the perfect right livelihood, la, 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 la. He had three interviews and is hired and starts work this week. Now, that was within one week. So if you need a housekeeper, if you need an accountant, you know, whatever it is that you need, you put it in the red folder. But if it's to do with your career, you know, it's, it's, you can actually put it in career too. You know, um, it, it does work as I just demonstrated. So um, there's just so many different things. Here are just a few more ideas on how to enhance your home and office for greater job security. The water element is always, always always part of it but one is to look north make sure the north sector of your home is in good order um you wouldn't want to put anything behind the door like if you were opening your door uh coming at your home you would not want it to back into anything because that's going so no clutter behind the door um you want to have an expansive picture or something that brings in the water element unless it's a water fountain. And your home's interest is where the greatest amount of chi or energy enters into the home. So you want to make the entrance to your home as attractive as possible to invite in new opportunities. Make it neat and easy to come into by removing obstacles, blockages, dying plants, worn-out welcome mats, etc. So yesterday, even though my wreath on the door is quite beautiful and I've had it there for probably... Um, I don't know, probably only two years. I uh, was, you know, out yesterday and I found this beautiful, like 75% off spring wreath. And it was more the blue. It reminded me of its, its hyacinths, but it brings in that blue purple. So I actually put that on my black door yesterday and it just really looks quite stately. Um, and I looked at my black mat last night, and I tried to hose it off, but it needs to really be brushed. But you want to make sure that everything on your front porch is impeccable. I mean, I have two chairs. I have um, two black potted plants, and they have bright uh, colors. You want to spruce it up, make sure your door looks good. And I have to clean mine regularly because the door has facets on it, you know, so it, like, collects dust if I'm not careful. So you want to really make sure that your entrance is beautiful because people feel you and know you while they're standing on your front porch. And if it, you've got something old and outdated or the wood's chipping is just saying you really don't care and you're not taking care of things. Um, okay, so keep a light on in the entrance area that, that I've talked about. Chandelier with crystal prisms is fabulous if you can do that because that's going to bring different facets to your career. Um, adding water to the front of the house. Uh, eight ways to activate your career at work. Sit in a power position um, by facing but not in direct line with the door. And um, you don't ever want to sit with your um, facing a wall with your back to the world. You want to always be in a command position uh, excuse me, where you can see anyone and everyone from every angle. And you never, ever want to be in the direct path of the energy coming straight at you. If you want to have your career um, activated, stop gossiping. If you gossip, it's especially um, if gossip is a problem in your career, place a statue of a rooster on your desk to look at anyone coming into the office. This will curb some of the politicking and talk in the office. Any, what we focus on expands where our energy goes, our attention goes, rather the energy flows. So if you're constantly like, oh, what a jerk, or oh, blah, 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 or oh, God, what is that person going to do today? All of that noise, that 
is going to create negative energy around you. And the next thing you know, your energy is scattered, it's brought down, and it makes no difference. The best way to work with your career is to focus on what you want, focus on being the best person at whatever you're doing, and see yourself with infinite possibilities for expansion and growth. And so many people get stuck in their careers because there's someone that is close to them that is making their life miserable. So, you you, you know, there's a shamanic technique where you paint the person pink. You paint literally in your mind take a paintbrush and paint them pink and or you just surround them in a bubble with white light and work on you anytime you give so much energy to another person it just um it just takes away from your um, manifesting in life you want to enhance your wealth corner um the wealth corner in your tic-tac-toe board is that far back left hand corner in the back row um which is the southeast corner and so by putting red objects there lava lamps candles anything shaped like a triangle this will add fire and energy and helps you get noticed and recognized for your efforts um i've already talked about activating your career sector you can also um you know the picture of waters here but you gotta also add an aquarium here with eight goldfish and one black goldfish that's for the nine areas of the Bagua, which brings additional prosperity. You um, you want to get help. It's the who you know principle that you want to engage at work. Mentors and helpful people at work can smooth the way on the job and in your career. So, um, so other things, hang wind chimes outside the door. To bring in more opportunities or a promotion, you can hang a brightly colored flag, windsock, or banner in your front yard, which will bring energy. You can put a bird bath or a bird feeder to attract uh, wildlife, which will increase the amount of energy around your home. Um, I have bird feeders, and I just bought bird seed yesterday. Um, because anytime you have movement with birds, that's the feather. That Anytime you have air, that's movement. That um, stokes your career. Um, write down what you would like, mo- what you would most like um, to do if making money did not matter. Place it in several locations so you can see it often, and ask for divine assistance in creating it. Remember to be grateful. There was an exercise that I did. In 1992, which, um, and I teach this in one of my weekend workshops, but I'm going to give it to you now, you write down the 10 things that you most love to do. And then you look at it, you just look and see how many of those are in your career. And when I first did it, there was one in my career, um, just was the way it was. And then six months later, I took that same class implementing a lot of the different suggestions uh, that were that were made uh, or suggested suggested rather and that I had made and when I did that same exercise again I had nine out of ten that's how much my life changed um, the other thing is is you want to make sure your address is clearly visible from the street during the day and lit at night if possible I can't tell you how many feng shui consultations I've gone to people's homes and you cannot find it it's like you have to search to find the address. So I have big numbers on my mailbox by the street, and then I have a lighted one, you know, my address 1320 with a light behind it that is lit at all times. Um, clear out any clutter or plant debris that may be in your yard. Clutter blocks the flow of energy and limits the opportunities. Um, you want to put a colorful and inviting welcome mat at the front door. Um, spring house cleaning, even if it's winter, there's no time like the present. You any kind of clutter or dirt just has to be um, eliminated. You want to make sure all doors open fully. Another good thing to do with your home is to open the windows, no matter what time of the year it is, for a few time, few moments each day, envisioning new energy coming in and the old energy flowing out. Um, mirrors, as I mentioned before, in the career area will reflect your personal path. Um, and let's see if there's anything else. Uh, a framed positive affirmation will remind you of your true path. So, um, you know, there's all kinds of those, success, motivation, uh, different things, or if you're on a spiritual path, there's so many different sayings, and, you know, you can have those framed, and that reminds you of what, what all of this is about, that you're putting this energy into your career. Because so many people live by, I dig in the ditch to make of the money, to buy the food, to give me the strength, to dig in the ditch, and they don't ever tune in to why are you really here? Why did you incarnate on planet Earth at this time? And, you know, what is the best use of your energy and time and devotion? Because the more you're devoted to, whether it's taking the trash out or scrubbing the floors or clearing your desk in order to create 
new space for new energy, everything should be done, not should, but everything that is done with devotion creates a sacredness and an honoring. And um, and I would just like to finish with one saying, well, two sayings. Uh, Stuart Wilde once wrote a book, Do What You Love and the Money Will Follow. I think that the, the title says it all. And... Um, so you need to find out where your love and your passion is. And the um, the following interview is all about um, Venus and Mars and where your desire is and how to design your life to get to where you want to go. So you can do it with astrology. I find that feng shui works extremely well. Um, but I'll tell you what, the tip of all of it is just to love it, use it, or lose it. And I constantly constantly am moving pictures around, giving things away. My new thing is when the students come, I have stacks of books that, you know, I'm letting them, you know, I'm joyfully releasing them to them because I know that by um, the cost of giving is receiving. So I give and, and give and give knowing not I don't give to God but I know that the cost of giving is receiving and I have an abundance of books and CDs and beautiful things and so I'm just blessing people as much as possible right now knowing that as I let my house be lighter my home will be more blessed it's just the way it works Okay, so you can always find me at 636-530-7579. If you like the Spirit Seeker Hour radio show, it's actually sometimes the Spirit Seeker Hours, or sometimes they're going up to two hours these days to fit all the guests that want to be on the show. Um, But, you know, if you like the Cindy Meyer show, so it's... um, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Cindy Meyer, which is C-Y-N-D-E-M-E-Y-E-R. If you like our show, it just helps us with the blog talk people. They know you're listening, but they like to see you favorite the show. The other thing is, is that um, send us an email. I said at the front end, but in case you join us late, send an email to info at spiritseeker.com, and we will add you to our email list and let you know about all the different things we're doing. And the Spirit Seeker website should be ready to go. I'm just waiting on on the final pieces so spiritseeker.com will look totally different um oh i'm just so excited okay well thank you so much have a fabulous week and remember love it use it or lose it change the energy all the time in your house don't keep things the same otherwise it gets stale and um even if it's you know there was a once a book that was written move 27 things in your life and see what happens well i don't think you have to go to quite that extreme but move nine things and see what happens Okay, I am here to help you. I am always free for consultations, and I love to teach in other cities. So if you get a group together, I will be happy to travel and do consultations and our readings. Okay, so thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye. Welcome to the Spirit Seeker Hour. Spirit Seeker Hour is your chance to delve into the world of your inner spirit. The Spirit Seeker Hour is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Go to www.spiritseeker.com to find out more. And now, here's Cindy Meyer. Hello and welcome. And each and every week, there's a fascinating person or persons that we are um, or people, I should say, that we are interviewing that are doing frontline work in making the world a better place. We interview everyone from authors to uh, teachers doing energy healing work to musicians, and uh, it's just really a wide cadre of people, but the one underground, um, underlying theme in everything is that each of these people is creatively in their own way tuned in to a frequency that is a little bit higher than the average person and they are helping others reach that frequency. So we're all in this together and there are over 400 of these podcasts that you can listen to at your leisure. Um, so enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Now, Spirit Seeker Magazine has been published for 18 years uh, in the Midwest, and we've most recently added a sister city with the print magazine in Seattle, Washington. You can find us in all of the Whole Foods in uh, Seattle at this time. And then we have been read online for 16 of our 18 years, and so you can find out all this information and read our new fabulous July issue at www.spiritseeker.com. 
My name is Cindy Meyer. I'm the publisher. I also do all kinds of other things, and you can read about my wonderful gifts at cindymeyer.com, which is C-Y-N-D-E-M-E-Y-E-R.com. The last uh, two messages before we go right into our show is, number one, blog talk is a fabulous format for the show. They like you to favorite the show. The more you favorite the show, and the more they they know the stats on people listening, but they like, for some reason, for you to favorite the show. And when you do that, they make decisions on whether they're going to do additional uh, promotions of the show. And they've been great, and we're working together to go to a new level in awareness with the show. But if you would just favorite the show, I would be very grateful. Last thing, if you send an email to info, info, at spiritseeker.com, we will add and request to be added to our email list. We have a weekly email newsletter that reaches around eight to 10,000 people each week, letting them know about what shows are coming up, um, when the magazine's online, and then we do let other people advertise on our list to let um, our newsletter readership uh, people know about Mind, Body, Spirit events throughout the U.S. and into Europe. So that's it. Those are the announcements. And I'm just grateful that you all are listening because I get the stats. So thanks for sharing the show with other people. Okay, so today I have been looking forward to this interview for since I heard about this book. Okay, we have an author, Mary Jane Studeman, who has been teaching, um, actually it's Studeman, who has been teaching and consulting in astrology since 1982. She is an American living in Geneva, Switzerland. She has studied astrology and the Tarot in Geneva. In addition to her far-flung reading of modern humanistic astrologers in both France and uh, England, she brings to her approach uh, toward astrology a background in psychology and a paramedical career um, as a dental hygienist, and uh, she has an excellent platform for studying human behavior uh, from all of the wide variety of experiences that she's had. She uh, created Desire and Design, the book, out of it came after she did a uh, two-day seminar devoted to Venus and Mars that was held in Geneva. So what is different about this book, and we will be hearing all about it, is that uh, Desire and Design focuses on the planets Venus and Mars and how they impact uh, on our lives changes as they transit through each zodiac uh, sign. So there's beautiful pictures. There's uh, comparisons to music and mythology as well as natal charts of famous and infamous um, peoples. It's just you know, it's just a beautiful book. So, Mary Jane, thank you so much for writing this book, number one, and number two, for being my guest and sharing uh, what you're doing with all of our readers. <laughs> well, the writing was hard. Being with you today is a pleasure. So, <laughs> so I'm you glad know, to be here, too. Yeah. yeah, so, like, this book, I would think it wasn't written overnight. I mean, was this, you know, did it... No. <laughs> yeah, like, Not. even creating that seminar, I mean, let, let's just hear your journey with this book, because it is just fabulous. Oh, you're so kind. Uh, The book was actually uh, born out of my teaching experience because I've been teaching since, well, 1982 also, I suppose, off and on. Um, The thing is that my students have always asked for examples. I must say, first of all, that the astrology literature and teaching materials are rather dry. It's, It's tough reading. It's a lot of abstraction. And my students are always coming back saying, yes, but we want examples. We want to feel this thing. We want to see this thing. How are these planets looking? What are they, what are they feeling like to us? So I'm a big art lover, and it's an old habit of looking at works of art and feeling through various people doing various things in works of art, uh, not only pictures, but also music, also mythology of literature, uh, that I can finally feel, and I always am thinking, ah, there's Venus at work, you know, she looks like a real Scorpio character, or, or so on and so forth. And so I said, all right, let's show these things. We'll throw them up against the wall, and I can say, look at the color, look at the gesture. This is what Venus looks like. This is what Mars looks like in this particular position. And so that's really where it came from. Um, I also enjoy looking, listening and looking at artists' lives. Uh, I'm a big biography reader and total, in total amazement in front of the, the uh, creative process. And so the thing got started with images, 
but then I went on to uh, tie in the artists' lives, in fact, through their studies of their natal charts. And curiously enough, it all comes together, you know. Uh, you well, can, it's, it it's fascinating. You can only throw up uh, on, a, on, a, on a canvas what you've already got inside. And the same is true for musicians. The same is true for all of us, basically. Yeah, I mean, you covered it from every angle. And, um, you know, you have Franklin Roosevelt in here. And I, it, it made sense that his Venus would be in Aquarius with his, his you oh, know, he absolutely. was... I know. He's a I mean, wonderful Aquarian character right. on all kinds. And let me just say to anyone interested in astrology that's listening to us today that this book doesn't go into sun signs, not really. Uh, the most available uh, astrological information likes to talk about our sun signs. But uh, Venus and Mars can be anywhere. And uh, so that was my, inf- my accent, actually, is on the positions of Venus that represents desire that represents uh, what we want, basically, and what we value, and then Mars, how we're going to go about getting these things, uh, our problem-solving approach. So um, it's getting away quite from sun astrology, solar astrology, and looking at another angle. You know, it's so interesting that um, there there has to be something going on with astrology right now because, you know, Spirit Seeker gets books, you know, all the time from different people. And in the last month, your book, and I and I was just drawn to your book. I mean, the other two are still sitting there, and I will look at them when I have the time. Um, but one was looking at, it, it's like the bad boy Pluto. And I thought, why are they calling Pluto the bad boy? And I thought, a whole book on bad boy Pluto, you know, and I thought... Okay, I will look at that when I have the time. But then another one came in. I don't know. It was like relating animals to astrology or something. And <laughs> okay. you know, and right. And then yesterday I interviewed um, John Edward, and he is really like taking astrology in a different direction. So, so really, the Venus and the Mars, the desire and design. This is important stuff. And and you know, and I know where my Venus is. I tried to figure out before I came on the call like where my Mars is, and I think I know where it is, but I'm going to have to find my chart. But um, <laughs> but but you know, my Venus is in Gemini. So I'm reading this all about Bob Dylan and how he was extremely intuitive with his songs predicting the future. He's astonishing. I spent way too much time, in fact, <laughs> writing about Bob Dylan because his approach to his life is so uh, so right on. He just wrote about what he was living. It's a, it's a, an astrologer's dream, actually, uh, to see this guy living his life. And uh, I always found it a really remarkable example. Yeah, I mean, and it's just, and then how he, you know, wanted to be near his mentor, and the next thing you know, he's like with all of these other folk singers. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he just was in right place, right time, but, you know, we all know that there's much more to that. Well, for sure, for sure. But what was lucky for us is that as a good Gemini, uh, he wanted to talk about it. You know, he had to just spit it out. He had to absolutely uh, explain what was going on in his life all the time. And uh, I'm very grateful, finally, because it's such a wonderful example. Right, right. And he put it into words. He put it into the way he sang. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then you look at the um, the journalist, Sylvia von Harden. You know, she's sitting there with it looks like, you know, some kind of drink, smoking a cigarette, very androgynous, just, you know. And I thought... <laughs> Isn't she excellent? I just fell in oh, love with that uh, illustration. fabulous. Yeah. And I thought, so this is my picture. Okay. <laughs> and I thought, and I thought, you know, when I read it, because I, you know, normally what I've heard is, oh, when you have Venus and Gemini, you're very fickle. But really, it's not. When I, I love the way you explain this, it. not so much the fickleness as it, it's like a state of consciousness, kind of. It, Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And the beauty of it, and what I thought was very important in the book. In the whole, uh, in the whole uh, energy of this book, is that there are going to be so many facets to any one uh, Venus position, to any one personality. Uh, we all have various facets, and uh, we're going to show them in various situations in various ways. And so, uh, no, you can't say absolutely Venus, you know, is, uh, is going to be a total flirt. But it's all in the attitude, finally. I'm glad right. you caught that. Oh, yeah, and then Jackie Onassis, who became Jackie Bouvier, you know, and I mean, she's always 
fascinated me with the way she walks in and out of different, you know, everything. I mean, she, she you know, we remember her as the perfect, you know, pillbox hat mother. Sure. And then the next thing you know, she's like on, on huge right. yachts, you know. I mean, and, and she just was a woman of the world. Totally, totally. And was drawn to power. What's interesting in the Onassis case is how she was always drawn to, she had her own career, she was doing fine, but drawn to people who were um, uh, in powerful situations. And uh, in both of her marriages, certainly, and in her career and in her social life, uh, quite an astonishing character is Onassis. Yeah, yeah. So I, this just had to be so fascinating. And, you know, I, Sylvia Brown wrote The Afterlife of Famous People, you know, oh. and, and I, which was kind of interesting. Like, she predicted, like, where they were going to go, like, next, like, after they lived on Earth plane. And then uh-huh. there's this lady named, oh, Casey, somebody or other. She analyzes the toes of people, and she can tell, like, she took famous people, and I, I know this has nothing to do with what we're talking about here, but it kind of does. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's a culture where we are fascinated by famous people, and we want to understand, want to understand like, what has made these people tick. So uh-huh. how Precisely. did you... Yeah, so how did you exactly find who had these? I mean, that had to be a work in and of itself to figure out whose astrology charts had Venus in a certain planet or, you know, everybody has a Venus and Mars, but how did you go about that? Well, you know, we're blessed these days with wonderful, wonderful uh, data banks. Um, With the incoming, all of the modern astrologers are using computer-generated charts and so on. And we have uh, Lois Rodden was one of the first, and this was 30, 30, 40 years ago, who pulled together a most astonishing data bank with millions, literally millions of birth data in them of famous people or well wow. infamous people. So, in fact, that was the easy part. Um, you plug in Venus in Gemini, and there's this whole list of. Uh, you can also set up various filters, of course, what you're looking for. But then it comes spitting out a, uh, a list, a long list of names, and you can sort of plug in the name with the attitudes, with the the uh, life experiences of the, these people. And for me, it was a question of choice. You know, who's going to wow. be the best example of what I have to say? So uh, that was, in fact, kind of the easy part. It took a bit of time, but uh, that was really the easy part. And then uh, drawing up the biographies, I, I do thumbnails, as you've seen. I've done, done thumbnail biographies, very pointed uh, toward my subject. But uh, finally, lining up these bi- biographies and these life experiences with the example that I was trying to, uh, to present. Well, let's talk about uh, Edgar Casey's chart. Just a yeah. little bit. Okay, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, I'm just fascinated by Edgar Casey, and you know, I was introduced to him. I guess it was like not personally introduced, but my teacher was in her 80s, a very dear friend that uh-huh. she just took me underneath her wing and put all of the Edgar Casey books, and you know, took uh-huh. me to my first uh, Theosophical Society in the Swami. I think I was like 20 years old, maybe, and uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. just. But but let's talk about the Edgar Casey Venus and Pisces. It's. Um, in a position, well, first of all, the Venus in Pisces is already going to be um, generous, generous in her philosophy, generous in what she wants. Venus, when we're talking about Venus, you can start out with any sentence saying, I want, I love. And uh, when you add that uh, Pisces influence, you say, I want universal love. There's something about the Venus in Pisces that generous, that's wide, expansive, that's far-reaching. Uh, she's not on, a, on an earthly plane. She's looking for a universal plane of experiences between people. And so Edgar Casey, I think, is a perfect example of this. He just he worked in a dream state. We know that. Huh? He was called the sleeping prophet. And so he got his information through uh, trance states or sleep states. And I always found that uh, in, in his chart, this is quite visible, too, uh, according to the position in the houses of uh, this Venus in Pisces. But it just plugged him in. All of a sudden, he was a channel. He was a perfect channel for this 
fantastic information, this body of, of healing information, of, of uh, uh, human morality. He had so much to say, and it all, to my thinking, has to do with this Venus in Pisces that is looking for a pure expression. And that's really what he was after. Wow. So the desire and design. Okay, so desire is totally our Venus, and our design is the action um, oriented for Mars. Exact, right. That's what we're after here. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. so would okay. Just summarize it for the for the people listening, going, "Oh my gosh, uh-huh. I don't even know my rising sign," I, and I get confused with, you know, we have our our sun sign, which is the sign in which we have incarnated under. So you're one of right. twelve signs. Right. Then we have our ascendant, which is our uh-huh. more of our. This is the the line yeah. of the horizon uh, toward the east. Uh, where the sun would theoretically be be rising, or where the line of the horizon is in any case, uh, at, uh, which would be the, the horizontal line, the line of dawn, basically. And then the sun, this is all set by the hour in which uh, uh, one is born. So you've got the sun anywhere in the sky, but according to where it is in the sky, at any given moment, at any given season, you're going to have on the horizon line at in the east, uh, what, is, what we call the rising sign. And that's uh, uh, an expression of one's personality, if you will. The, the sun sign is representing our core existence. The, the sun is the heart. And uh, it's who we basically are. The rising sign indicates much more um, the face that we're giving to the world. And sometimes we'll see uh, family members all with the same sun or rising sign, uh, because it's sort of a, a, a tribal connection, if you will. And this is the face, essentially, that we're, or our actions, our attitudes, that we're giving out to the world. This is how people are going to see us. And it's sometimes much more uh, uh, available to the outside world than is our sun sign. Which is why I try to stay away from this, from the the cocktail party game of guessing my sign, you know, because there right. are so there's many, so many facets. Right, right, <laughs> absolutely. Well, and what was it like, Mary Jane, to be studying with? I mean, you know, the older cultures, like like the the spiritual salons and all that. I mean, this is, you know, the U.S. is still pretty new with things, and I can't even imagine what it was like to be studying with some of the, the you know, the, that have cultures that have embraced astrology so much longer than we have. Oh, it's true. Well, luckily, you know, um, I've read a lot of Carl Jung, who was an excellent astrologer uh, in his time and studied. He had an extreme respect for, the first of all, the archetypes involved in astrology. And this uh, it was his study of archetypes that took him into, um, into astrology from, again, from all civilizations. So he just did such a lot of groundwork there. So, uh, it was, I called heavily on uh, things that Young already had to, had to tell us. And so I had really very little poking around on my own end, which is fine. <laughs> but, uh, I've always been fascinated at the same time by, by, uh, cultural history. Uh, you know, I lean heavily on, on mythology. I think mythology is the ultimate school of psychology, basically, and certainly has so much to tell us about uh, archetypes. It's fantastic. Right. I noticed that you brought that into it, and I was like, wow, okay, well, this is like, you know, like the Venus Aphrodite Ishtar, and I thought, I never, I I just didn't put that together. I mean, Venus with Aphrodite, yes, but Uh Ishtar, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Well, you know, well, the Sumerians uh, 5,000 years ago, they're the ones who put together finally uh, all the deductions of watching these planets move around in the sky and adapted their uh, mythology to uh, basically on these, uh, on these planetary movements. All the archetypes are there. And so basically the Greeks just uh, picked up this from the Sumerians and the Romans picked up this from the Greeks. And so it's a very, very long story that's been adapted to each uh, civilization, to each movement act. So, um, yeah, it's not, I haven't invented anything. <laughs> I wish I had. <laughs> well, and, you know, it's just, to me, there's just this book. I mean, I could read it over and over and over again because it's just so fascinating. And, you know, I so many people tell me, oh, well, not so many people. I have a very dear friend who's an astrologer, and she always says, your rising sign is Gemini. I'm like, no, it's not. It is Taurus. And, you know, everyone has told me it's Taurus except for her. And But I, and I, 
I think she picks up on the fact that I just have more of a Gemini personality. I'm, I'm communicate with the magazine, with the radio, and everything. But, um, but I did find my Mars. My Mars is in Cancer, and I'm a Cancer sun sign. So would that make it even double whammy? Well, yes. As soon as we have connections, as soon as we have conjunctions, we call these um, with uh, an important planet close to our sun. Uh, depending again on how close it is, but even in the same sign, oh uh, yeah, this is a double whammy. Uh, the the um, the influence and the importance of the cancer energy. Uh, we'll get to that maybe on another day. The whole I'm an energy salesman. I always say uh, I'm <laughs> trying to I'm trying to explain which energy is yours. You know, which one you can count on. Where you're coming from. <sighs> So as soon as you have a planet like Mars uh, uh, close to your sun, why it's going to underline and, and strengthen the sense of this energy and the, the utility of this energy, finally. Uh, oh, yeah, this can be very important. It's easy to consider each planet on its own, but as soon as you have an important uh, conjunction like that, it's, uh, it is kind of a double whammy. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, you're teaching in the U.S., and um, you just arrived not that long ago, just a couple of days ago, right? Yeah, I mean, right. I came, in, I came back on Friday, Friday, and we're uh, staying with some friends here uh, uh, for a painting week, actually. My husband's a painter, and, and he has a group that he sees every year. And this year we're invited here in Wheeling, uh, West Virginia, having a wonderful time. Fabulous. And then you're heading to Kansas City um, yes. mid-July, and you'll be teaching uh-huh. on July 18th at Unity Temple on the Plaza, which is, you'll, you'll love the location. If you've not, I, I don't know if you've been there, but it's just this perfect location right by everything. And um, so you'll be teaching the um, an evening of Desire Design, a look at Venus and Mars in action, and that will be at 7.30 on that evening. Um, I do want to mention your website so that people can... Um, find their way to you, which, uh, listeners, it is desire, D-E-S-I-R-E, dash, dash and, and, dash, design, and, uh, dot com. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's, um, you know, I mean, I just am fascinated with this, and I think that you're on to something. I think you are taking astrology to the next level in understanding, um, you know, this love part and your desire and then the action part. So I do want to talk just a little bit more about the Mars energy and how, how once we know this, we use it in our awareness and designing our life. Sure, sure. I've always looked at, especially as I was calling up this, uh, in, this seminar for my students, uh, I've always uh, concentrated uh, on Venus and Mars as being sort of the the left and right hand of the sun. Uh, again, the solar energy that is our core energy, the motor really. Uh, the left hand, Venus, is going to say, yes, this is what's important to me though. This is what I really want in life. And Mars is going to go out, the right hand is going to go out and get it, <laughs> you know, go out and, and act. So Mars for us is a lot of things. Mars is our competitive spirit. It's our ag- a level of aggressivity, which is important. It's not a negative term. Uh, it's an uh, uh, action planning, strategic instrument, uh, something that's close to us, and sort of how we are going to attack any given problem, our problem-solving uh, instrument. So that Mars in our chart can be our undoing as well if it's a a badly placed Mars or one that doesn't have uh, a good energy behind it. Uh, uh, Mars in in Taurus, for instance, comes to mind because it's sort of a uh, laid-back, comfort-loving sign where Mars is finally not very comfortable, not very effective. And so you have to use that. Again, it's always a question of positive and, and negative ways to go about. How can I use this Mars if I've got it in Taurus? Usually that Mars is going to go into the long haul, long term projects that are that take energy, that take stamina, that take planning. He'll go into uh agriculture because Taurus is an earth sign that's close to uh a fertility, a sense of making things grow. Uh, he's a great gardener. He's a great uh, planter, probably agro uh, uh, energy, uh, scion of uh, industry, whatever. But something that's an energy that's going to go in for the long haul. And this is what you can do best. 
so this Mars, it's finally a question of directing this energy. You've got what you've got, but, you know, afterwards it's up to us to learn it, to get into it, and to direct it the way we want to, the way it's most effective. So that's Mars yeah. for us, and, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun, actually, to watch what he's doing and how he's making people react. How fabulous. And, you know, I, it's just the time. I mean, I think, you know, I teach a full moon, new moon meditation, and I study, uh-huh. you know, I, I work with my um, a friend who creates this book with the moon cycles, and then I also, uh-huh. I, I'm fascinated by Vedic astrology. I don't know why, probably because I've lived several lifetimes as I do, because I'm always, always just drawn to, like, Vastu and Feng Shui and uh-huh. more of the uh-huh. Hindu ways. And, um, and you know what, it's different. I mean, it is a little bit different. So I study... Oh, yeah. You know, I, I love to study. You can probably tell, and you know, which is um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but you know, Gemini is showing up there. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. You know, I know. There's Gemini everywhere in my chart, and you know, most people are like you're a Cancer. You don't even bring pictures of your kids. I'm like, mm, not that kind of Cancer. I have, I, I, I feel know. like they, I have my Venus in Gemini. Mm-hmm, I'm like all over. <laughs> but, um, right, right. But, uh, but you know, what's interesting is that you know, there's such like a cross, like everything that we've been going through astrologically in the last few months has been intense and what I remember saying just from everything that I read was change or you will be changed so why not uh-huh. change from choice rather than you know and, exactly. and you know the and the politicians there have been politicians like you know Nancy Reagan you know worked with astrologers all the time and yes, sure. and I think that there are more than we know that have worked with the astrology. Oh, I'm convinced of that. Uh, one example that was has always been very close to us in Europe is François Mitterrand, who had his astrologer you know, right by his bedside, wow. uh, almost literally. And, uh, yeah, I was extremely interested in uh, in basic movements, you know, and trying to – we lasted for 14 years in office, which is a good trick in France. So uh, he obviously had his finger on the pulse. And I think in watching, you know, worldwide trends that uh, he could plug in his particular energy and his particular program in the the zeitgeist, basically. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, like for, forever we have all, I mean, and anyone who says they don't, you're crazy, you're missing out on something, go look up with the sky, you know. Sure. And I thought it was interesting how Venus, I didn't know this until I read your book, that it goes the opposite direction and... Yeah, I, I, I never Isn't that knew that. Something? <laughs> yeah, 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 and I thought it's, it's like she's already fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it's like how in the world, you know, it's like every other solar system or every planet in the solar system is going a certain direction, but Venus, you know, has her own little thing. <laughs> how they're doing her own thing once again. You know? <laughs> right, and then the temperature is so hot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I'm glad you touched on this uh, this introduction to Venus because it's a chapter that I had a lot of fun writing and a lot of fun researching. I don't know much about astronomy, I'll tell you this up front. But uh, reading about the physical characteristics of this planet and how totally it's in sync with her psychological influence on us, it was really very funny, I thought. So, yeah. Mary Jane, do you do private readings? Do you do consultations, yes, or are you? Do you uh-huh. teach? Um, you know, do you just come to the U.S. once a year? What 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 can we do if we want to find you and have you help us? How how would that look? Well, it's kind of difficult because I don't come to the states all that often, and doing readings, long distance readings, is not something that's been my favorite thing to tell you the truth. Okay. I'm sort of a one one on one person. And if I can get out of writing reports, you know, for people that I don't know, I try. <laughs> I really do. Um, because, because first of all, in my consultations, especially initial consultations, I spend a lot more time asking questions than I do answering them, to tell you the truth, to find out what people have already lived through, how their lives are ticking, what's going on. And then I can adapt much better um, the the planetary things we see, the planetary positions, uh, to a little bit of their history that we already know. Uh, this is, I think, much more personal than uh, a long-distance thing. I could tell you, you know, what tomorrow looks like for you, but it, it would be so general because I don't know what your today looks like. 
Right. You see what I mean? Absolutely. So, um, yeah. So I, I would tend, I would have a very strong tendency to send people to the best astrologers, humanistic astrologers they've got locally, mm-hmm. and uh, and then get into consultation if they want to do some deeper reading. Uh, so it yeah. sounds as if if we wanted to have you in our city, we would um, set up an evening for twenty or thirty or forty people to come hear you, Fantastic. and then you and then you would probably offer a limited number um, of consultations for people who are really ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Is that a good way to like describe that. it? Well, that's about it, yes. I'll gladly okay. come. I've always got a toothbrush packed. So. Oh, how funny. Okay, so so in closing, just if you could, with the way Mars and Venus are on the planet right now, if you could just give some words on what you feel collectively, and maybe maybe this is not possible because we have our individual part in it, but, but collectively, is what would you recommend or what do you see as the newest trends with people and the changing from these two? planets influencing us well what's interesting to us right now as we're coming into uh well we're here now in cancer is that uh mars and especially well yeah mars is even in ca- in cancer i think these days i haven't had time to look at the look at the sky i think it is i think time. it is yeah i think and it mercury is mercury went venus direct was, today right yeah okay so uh uh right so mars and venus that are going to be situated, I have to look at the numbers, but are going to be situated opposite Pluto, which is camping in uh, in uh, Capricorn these days, these weeks, these months. Actually, it's there for a nice long time. So we're going to see, um, I would say, Venus and Mars are going to sponsor uh, some serious changes in some relationships these days. We're going to have to look at uh, readjustments in uh, in uh, love affairs, in marriages, in in uh, contract. It's not a wonderful time to be signing any heavy-duty contracts, I would say, uh, with this opposition in mind. And on the con- on the contrary, we're going to see some important modifications in relationships that exist right now. That seems to be the ongoing trend with this particular. Uh, opposition to Pluto. The other thing is uh, that at the same time, this uh, Uranus that's in uh, in Aries, co- uh, still in a tight square with Pluto, is going to cause the same upset. This is a nervous time for all kinds of relationships, uh, and especially I would say romantic ones. So um, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, I would say, first of all. (laughs) You might want to give this. We'll get involved in another new moon and let things float for a little while (laughs) before, uh, before, well, first of all, before signing anything important and also before uh, causing this extreme explosion that uh, that could be costly afterwards. Right. This is this one. Um, this, I'm just going to read. It's, it's it's one of the Vedic astrologers, and it says during this time, Mars and Libra makes an an in conjunct aspect to Chiron and Pisces retrograde, suggesting old wounds within all kinds of relationships may resurface for closer examination, requiring you to, to redirect energy and desire so you can forgive and heal. It's a time to rebalance and surrender the pain. So I think that's what uh-huh, you're saying. Like, uh-huh. don't throw the baby. Yeah, with a bathwater, it could get intense. But you know, like, exactly. like just be with it. <laughs> right, just it, it, yeah, put up for a little while. Just put up right. with it for a little while and see where oh things. See if there's a healing path that's open. Yeah. First of all, if you can re, you know, we say in French, if you can re-stick the pottery together, you know, re-glue oh, the pottery <laughs> in a whole new way. You in know, and, and, and the Zen, the Buddhists, they look at a cracked pot as something beautiful. So many Americans are like, oh, it's cracked, it's broken, get it, get rid yeah, of it. Throw it out. So that's I, I love that. Take the pottery and see if you can put it back together. I like that a little bit better than throw the baby out <laughs> with a big water. But, but it's funny. Right. I mean, that's just, some people are so extreme. They're just like, that's it. And, oh, yeah. and cancer oh, is all about feelings. And what do, what do you feel about this? Can you can you go there and, like, really, like, go into it? Or so many people just want to push everything down and never go to the depths of healing it. That's it. There's that type of cancer, too. But, uh, again, as you say, cancer is a water sign. It's all about emotions. It's all about family life. And our early family life, the the, the childhood memories are so ingrained uh, for the cancer uh, that it's very difficult to uh, to remain completely neutral and make really really good uh, thought uh, choices through their thoughtful choices. It's all on an emotional level. So this can cause on the sa- at the same time 
a great deal of explosion. You know, finally you just act, just just get rid of it, you know, just uh, toss it out. And uh, that's not where it's at either. That can be too much, too emotional a reaction. Right. Well, I'm a Virgo. You know, we've got to think things out. <laughs> oh, my gosh, my daughter's a Virgo, and she's coming in this week. I even, she's been living in Spain and Italy. I'm so excited ah. to see her. But, but <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. my gosh, Mary Jane, you are a delight. This book is beautiful, listeners. Everyone should have it. It's the perfect coffee table book where anyone coming in, and if you, they don't know their Mars or their Venus, it takes two seconds to go online these days. You know, it's That's like... I know it's just, but you know, but but then you can read and you can understand and um, and Mary Jane's website is desire dash and dash design dot com. She's going to be in the Midwest. She'll be in uh, Kansas City on Friday, July eighteenth at seven thirty p.m. All of the information is on her website and in this issue of Spirit Seeker, the July issue, which is online. There's a fabulous article about Venus, so it will help you to understand even more. Um, uh, of what Mary Jane is, is yeah, offering for I'm glad to hear wisdom. that. That'll fall in really oh, yeah, well. It looks great. It looks great. So thank you so much. And, you know, I'm so glad you found your way to Spirit Seeker because, you know, when I the minute the minute Christy called me, my little ears perked up, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so. delighted to be with you today in any case, and I hope to have uh, further feedback uh, from anybody out there listening. Okay, and remember, this is a podcast. The minute you hear it and you absolutely love it, tell your friends. They can find it. It's very easy. It's, it's archived the minute the interview's over. Okay, so Mary Jane, thank you so much, and from my heart to yours, just in gratitude. Thank you. Thank you okay. as well, Cindy. All okay, the best. all right. Okay, have a beautiful day. Bye, you too. Bye. Okay. Okay, so thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.